All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Do you ever wonder what a Gen X thinks? Welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast. And we're back. I'm here with <laughs> Gen X mom, finally. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Gen X dad. Hey, thank God you didn't do that stupid reverb thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have it set up. Thank God. Um, Gen X mom, welcome back to the program. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been like at least eight episodes. Oh my gosh, has it been that long? Yeah, you know, you we should just hang up and let you talk the whole time because you got a lot of catching up to. The fans no. are sick of us. No. We'll just turn off our no. mics and take a nap and wake we us up in an hour. We should do. No, a, I keep telling you guys, I am not Gen X talks. <laughs> I am the behind the scenes Gen X talks. Have you um you ever seen those sleep casts where they do like a podcast of somebody like reading a bedtime story? No. We should just have Gen X mom read a bedtime story on a podcast. <laughs> oh, I could totally do that. That I could do. I can read a book. You know what's funny is that I deal with the two of you on Gen X talks and Gen X podcast, and. Uh, for the for the audience at home, this is what it's like all the time. I've got Gen X mom running around going, no, I don't want to be on. Nope, I'm not Gen X talks. Nope, I'm not part of it. I'm just behind. No, 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 no. And then I got the kid who's running around going, I'm Gen X talks and I'm Gen X talks and I'm, I'm damn it, I'm Gen X talks. <laughs> I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Let me tell you. That's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so gonna... did you do your intro? Yeah. Where was I? You were sitting right there. The whole time. With the microphone no. and the head, headphones. You a- he actually did the <laughs> Welcome to Gen X Talk spot. You did? Oh, yeah, was the my first word goodness. We should just stop right now and start uh, over. You know, like after the song plays, it comes to me yeah. and I say I didn't thing. remember you saying it. I thought we just, okay, what's on your list? Let's go. Okay. So first <laughs> up, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. That oh, yeah. Go oh. Rams. Yesterday. Our house. They came to our house. A little bit maxed up. Yeah. They <laughs> came to our house and... You yeah, know, we welcomed him. What was that? Who day? Who day? Who day? And then we're like, well, who day? 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 Come into our house. That's what's that's who day well, are. We welcomed them. There was no problem. We welcomed them. Yeah. Well, and then we sent them home. <laughs> wow, you don't think Gen X mom has an opinion on football, do you? Not even a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> all you Bengal fans, but you know, all right, it is what so it is. So let's start we with did. Gen Z kid. How did the game go? How did you feel? Oh my goodness, game this was really good. I missed the beginning of the third quarter because I was just outside. Was a completely other story, but um, I thought it. W- I honestly very. I enjoyed the game a lot. Usually, when I watch the Super Bowl, I watch like the first quarter and then leave the entire second quarter and halftime, and then I come back during like the middle of the third quarter to watch the rest of the game. So, but this one had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was nice not seeing a lot of flags, a lot of penalties. Yeah, I go entire on time. that. Though the Jalen Ramsey getting thrown to the ground with his face mask is a little. <laughs> A little bit much, you That's know? the ref saying, sorry, we're not calling penalties today. Yeah, but I think the refs <laughs> were just trying not to get a bad grade. I oh. think they stuffed their flags so far down in their pockets <laughs> they couldn't get them out. But, you know, whatever. And just thought, <laughs> well, it's too late. <laughs> they were reaching for the flag. By the time they got it out, it was the play was over. Is yeah, that what it was you're too late. They okay. couldn't. If they couldn't. Oh, my gosh. Well, they just couldn't find them. I, I would agree with you both that that's how the, the beginning went. 
mm-hmm. all the way through the third quarter there was there was very few flags very few penalties so either they either the both teams were playing flawlessly or yeah the refs well, weren't calling them those two teams the Rams and the Bengals had the least amount of penalties yeah. in the in the league yeah but i wonder I would have loved to have been in the NFL ref meeting prior to the Super Bowl with the little scolding of, hey, refs, you better make sure that it's going to be okay. And I think they went yeah. in afraid to throw their flags. Yeah, they were like, That's oh, just man. my opinion. I feel like because they don't have very high job security anymore. Usually, as a ref, you know you're going to be a ref the entire season. But if you make a couple well, bad calls, then let's face they can it, fire you. That's, it's a tough job. It's not only that you have to call the right call when you can't. You got to see it and call it correctly. You can't miss a call. You get in just as much trouble for missing a call as making a bad call. Yeah, but it's the sign of the times. It's about the replay. You know, yeah. back in the day when there was no replay, whatever the ref said was gold. That was oh, yeah. it. Yeah. There was no replay. It was it. Well, now that we have replay. So now human error is coming into play where they're being called on human error. Now, the refs are doing the best job that they can. And when a re- call gets reversed, now they're getting scolded for okay, it. Okay, so then maybe, maybe what they should do is change the rule to be they obviously saw something happen. They throw the flag and they say, okay, we saw something happening. We're going to go check it out on the review. But then the games take too long. Well, it already takes too long with a review. But but why don't they just call it that? Why don't they say we're going to go look at it? Because I'm not sure what happened there. It looked like pass interference to me, but I'm going to go check the film just to make sure. Why don't Why don't they just do that? If we're going to use the replay, and what they do, what they do most of the time right now, is they don't use the replay. What's the replay for? That's for us. Uh, as the fans, where we can judge them, you know, we can yell at them, and we can go, that's clearly a face mask, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, so who's refing the game, the fans or the refs? The ref comes in, like the Jalen Ramsey call, he did not call pass interference, he did mm-hmm. not call face masking, which it clearly was that gave the Bengals that seven points, we all know that, even even I had Bengal fans texting me, my friends going, uh, yeah, that was a gimme, Yeah, <laughs> the refs gave us that seven. Okay, so... Right now, it's just a court of public opinion. That's it. That's all the replays for on that play. There was no flag. There was no challenge. There was no nothing. It was just, hey, we're going to put it up on the big screen for everyone to see and everyone at home to know the Bengals got a free seven. And it's so funny, the ref fans that are out there, you know, when they weren't throwing the... Wait, did you just call them ref fans? Yeah, ref fans. (laughs) Well, she is one of them. When the ref fans are out there and then all of a sudden they do start throwing the flag at the fourth quarter, which... Yeah, it it looks a little fishy, but geez, how many giveaways is a ref supposed to give you? Like, it, yeah. and it was both sides. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it was totally on the Bengals or the Ram. They were okay. They were letting them play football. They were. Le- I, I agree. totally agree with you. Yep. But then there comes a point where all the little gimmies have to stop. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry, Bengal fans, that it happened in the fourth quarter. But if you go back and watch the game and watch the replays, yep. you got a lot of gimmies. So, well, just ima- imagine the refs doing this. Now, of course, I'm not a ref. I wasn't there. But imagine them throughout the game telling mm-hmm. both teams, okay, you got to stop. You got to knock this off. We're letting you play, but you're getting a little carried away. You got to stop. Third quarter comes around. Uh, we're warning you, you this grab ass has got to stop. By the time the fourth quarter comes around, before the gun fires and everybody starts, the refs walk up and say, okay, it's the fourth quarter. We've been warning you all game. You got to knock this shit off. 
because now where it's tightening up, it's close, and we're gonna now we're gonna say something. We've let you go the whole game, yeah. So you better not do it. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you know. I wonder before they go into the locker room at halftime or on the way there. I wonder if the refs pull the head coaches or one of the coaches aside and goes, "Okay, listen." Here's the deal. We're coming into the second half yeah. of the biggest game, and this is it. We're going to start yeah. calling them. So if you don't go into your halftime and go into the locker room and tell your guys to knock it off, we're just going to start and flying. I, and I know for a fact, 100%, they, they talk, I don't know that they said those words. I know for a fact, I know it in my heart, 100% guaranteed, they do talk to the coaches during the game and during the breaks. They go, look, I'm, I, they'll even tell them, yeah, I missed that one, but I'm going to watch a little closer over there. That guy's getting a little carried away. Yeah. Or they'll mm. go to your coach and go, your guy over here, you better calm him down because I'm not right. putting up with... They do that all game. They give guidance. They give. They tell yeah. you what they see. Now, I don't know if they said those exact words coming into the fourth quarter, but imagine if they were being very fair to both teams and said... You better tighten up your shit because we're not putting up with it. And then all of a sudden, the Bengals are mad because they got a couple calls against them. Um, you've been doing it all game. Now you've been warned. And okay, one of those calls, one of them where they wrapped Cooper Cup up and pulled him down where he couldn't get to the ball. Bullshit. That was pass interference. Fuck you if you think it wasn't. However, that first call when the guy kind of had his jersey as Cooper's cutting across the, the, the end yeah. zone. Okay. They showed Chris Collinsworth called it right. He spotted it right on. The guy had his jersey. Did he really impede Cooper Cup from getting the ball? Probably not. Was it technically pass interference? Yeah, probably was, but I wouldn't have called it. But at that point mm. in the game, when you've been warned, when, you, when you've been told, you better knock this shit off, and you don't, you don't quit. The Bengals kept doing what they've been doing all game. Oh, I'm sorry, Princess. You got away with it all game, and now you're mad because you couldn't get away with it in the fourth quarter? I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. That comes back to my mom rule that I've told all the kids. You might get away with it once. You <laughs> might get away with it twice. But eventually, it's going to catch up to you. Yep. But my other, I have to say something. Yeah. Kind of kudos to the ref team. They let the guys play football. Didn't they, though? Yeah. We weren't sitting through a game of flowing yellow throwing yellow flags up in the air. I wasn't there going, oh, my God, another one, another one. No. They let them play. I really appreciate that mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl especially. Well, I can sympathize with the refs because I did referee football at one point in my – Yeah, you did. Yeah, so, and it's hard. I was one of the – I was the back judge. It's very difficult to spot things when there's so much going on. Uh, and live, it's on the fly. Live, it's yeah. hard. And – Reaching for the flag is very difficult because oh, once stop. you throw it, because once you throw it, you can't go back. No, no. that's it's very true. scary. And I sympathize with the refs because that was a, an elective class, <laughs> and if I didn't referee good, I would actually get a bad grade. So you know what? That's what I mean. They stuffed them far down you in know, them pockets. Wait a second. I, uh, something really you just said. You said once you throw that flag, you can't take it back. All right. Generally, I would agree with that. But I have seen many a football game where the flag comes out. I'm standing there going, what the fuck is the call? What was the penalty? What do you? What's the flag for? And a couple minutes later, they all huddle up. And you know in the huddle, one guy's going, I didn't mean to throw that. I meant to get my Kleenex <laughs> so, out of my pocket, so, not the many, flag. How many times have we seen them come out and go, there's no penalty on the, on the play, flags yeah. removed. And we're like, well, what did you throw it for? You're never going to hear one. But I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate them coming forward and going, hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> made a mistake, tried to get my Kleenex, yeah, one, but I got the flag. One time it was, it was flag football, so it's nothing huge. But I threw the flag, and this kid grabbed it and threw threw it off the field 
So no you one would see. Obviously, a bad, a bad referee, a bad judge. Oh. Well, the other thing is, is that that would have been unsportsmanlike conduct, fifteen yards. But yeah, whatever. that's why they give been. us two flags. <laughs> I never understood why we had two. If you run out of flags, what do you do for the third call? You tackle the guy and say, stop. No. No, it's no. your hat. That's right. Gen X I mom I drop knew. the hat. You throw your hat. If you throw a flag, you throw another flag. Then after the hat, it's your shirt. <laughs> then it's... <laughs> <laughs> you start you throwing cleats, baby. <laughs> um, so... You throw your whistle. I got on... I, I did a quick live this morning um, just to kind of wrap up from yesterday because there's a bunch of people. Everybody poured on about the, the game and stuff. And I had to set up people straight on a couple things. One is no... And I'm going to... Now, America... And Denmark, listen to what I'm saying. No <laughs> one play loses a game in any sport. Oh, I know. That's true. You guys come to the, you know, wait a minute. There was 10 seconds left, and the guy fouled him, and he couldn't make the basket. Or what? And no, no, no. That didn't make or break the game. It did in that moment, that one little thing. But what about the other baskets you missed all game? What about all the other fouls all game that could have put your team 30 points ahead and this, this moment wouldn't have mattered? Right. If the Bengals had scored 30 more points, if they'd completed more passes, if they'd had a better defense, they would have been so far ahead, this play didn't matter. The only reason this play at the end of the game, this last call mattered, is because your team didn't perform and kept the game so close, now, now every play counts. Yeah. As much as this one play at the end of the game or this one call won or lost the game, so did the 50 other calls before it changed the game. You just didn't think they were as important because they didn't happen at the end of the game. The the muffed, like, set on the extra point. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, why isn't anybody calling that one out? Because that, all of a sudden, you're... Well, uh, that put pressure on the Rams immediately. I'm burning ulcers now <laughs> the whole rest of the game because the guy muffed the hold on the kick for the extra mm -hmm. point. And how and do you do that? How many times do you practice You've that? got one job. That's one job. <laughs> Think about it. And then instead of being down by four, they were down by three. And they could have kicked in a field yeah. goal instead of going for it on fourth down. Could have went to overtime it's, it's instead. It's such a thing. I know. It is. It comes down it's to huge. But I have to say for both teams, they literally like defined the word gridiron no yesterday kidding. because they came out balls to the wall like we're oh, yeah. going for it. I know. I and agree. And it wasn't one-sided. It was down to the wire. You had no idea how this was going to end. I love Super Bowls like that. Once, once, once the score is so far gone, I'm like, Ugh, this is even not if even it's fun your team anymore. winning, you don't care anymore, do you? No, no. It was yeah. so they put their all into it. The whole team, both teams, both defenses, both offenses. It was like gridiron. Here I'm telling we come. you, when <laughs> I'm surprised that Gen Z kid doesn't put like six cameras in the room on us and our locations because some of the funniest clips would have been when Odell Beckham went down and he went out. I'm standing up. I'm crying going, motherfucker, we lost, our we lost another receiver. I can't take this no more. My ulcer is burning up. I'm leaving the we goddamn room. Or what about, what about the, I would have loved to play this back. Gen X mom, about the end of the first quarter, started grumbling to the Rams. Quit running the ball. Pass the ball. <laughs> Quit running the ball. Pass the ball. The Rams are not a running team. We've had a decent running game. Oh, what uh, was that word you just said? Decent. There you go. But you have to run the ball to keep the keep the pass defense honest. You have to. By the third quarter, she was screaming, "Quit running the fucking football!" I'm calling Sean Mavey at this point. 
<laughs> it was bad, and it, it, I would have loved to see a camera on her with her blood pressure up. Because as the fourth quarter started, she was at the TV going, "If you motherfucking run the goddamn ball one more time, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ!" Also, uh, when in the nearing the end of the fourth quarter, when the Rams were making their final drive, yeah, they're at like the five yard line. And I was like, "They're gonna run a Cooper <laughs> Cup slant up the middle. He's gonna catch it, touchdown." They run a slant. He gets past. He gets like that's the jersey hole. Yeah. And I was like, see, yeah, they were gonna run the slant. They were gonna. <laughs> this was it was a perfect play. They I just like, we just the run play was not working with the Bengals. The run play no. was not working no matter what. No. I, I appreciate the little one every once in a while, but we are a passing team. The Rams are a passing team. Once that clicked. Yeah. Oh my! It didn't gosh. matter if we lost Higby. It didn't matter if we lost Odell. Nope. The passing game nope. worked. The plays worked. Yes, it I did. I thought it was funny. Hey, kid, we were you and I were talking when they were on the one yard line, and and you looked over and said, "Should they pass? Should this be like a Seattle Seahawks moment?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, Pete Carroll's sweating right now. <laughs> Pete Carroll called in. Don't pass. You're on the one yard the line. Don't pass. Learn from my mistakes. That was so funny. I didn't even catch on to that. And Gen Z kid looks over. He's like, hey. He goes, let, let, Pete Carroll's going to call in and tell him to pass. No. <laughs> it was so uh, funny. I was trying to remember. The, I, I remembered it in the moment. I said the guy's name who intercepted the ball in the, from the Patriots. It was like. Bell or Butler? Butler. I think it's Butler. Yeah, Butler. Yeah, so I was like, is Butler on the field? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it didn't end up to be an awesome game. Both sides should be so proud of themselves. But, hey. Um, Especially Joe Burrow. Imagine oh being my a God. second year player. He's got a lot of, a of play like left a, in him, though. Yeah, and that kid was disappointed. Injury. Yeah, that was coming off an injury, but that kid was disappointed. But man, what a guy to watch. Look at the, if the Bengals don't lose their receiving core and they pick up some more stuff, imagine how they're going to be next year. Oh, yeah. That's going to be such a, a good receiving core. Did the I, Bengals I, have the best receiving core. I told you from the beginning of the season, I said there is a high probability the Bengals or the Bills would end up in the Super Bowl. If you think, if you go back through Pigskin Pick'em, which you can't do anymore, <laughs> but if you went to Pigskin Pick'em and looked at all his picks for the Bengals, he would have thought they went 16 and 0. <laughs> I was a I was a champion. I was a fan of their season this year. I from the very beginning. I um, told you that. Yeah, that's why I handed him. I I think I recorded it. I think I did, yeah, when Which I handed one? you the paper, the bandwagon Bengals fan. Oh, my God, that was so <laughs> funny, and I wanted to punch you in the face. He yeah. hands me a piece of paper he prints off the Internet. It's a form I'm supposed to fill. It's got letterhead on it and everything. I saw it. He's like, so uh, you are a bandwagon fan. You will be joining the Bengals. What team are you joining from? How, How long will yeah. you be staying with us? <laughs> what is your reason for staying? Or yeah. What's your reason for joining? What's your reason for joining? I mean, what what do you find flavorful that you're going to just join us all of a sudden? I'm well, like, you know, when it comes down to the two teams, everybody jumps on somebody's bandwagon. You either become a Ram fan or a Bengal well, fan you, at now, the end of this season. Now, hold on. That's I don't agree with that. You're not a fan just because you choose a team to pull for. In, in, in the so Super Bowl. So what do you call it? Well, a bandwagon a fan. <laughs> a supporter. Yeah. Supporter. A supporter. That, there you I go. I would like to say something. Thank you, you know, Gen Z kid. Um, I was looking I, dumb there for a yeah, minute. Mom had I, me cornered. I got roped into being a Rams fan when they came back to L.A. Because I, I grew up a Broncos fan, and that was the only yeah, team right. I supported. I was like, man, I'm a Broncos fan for life. They come yeah. back to L.A., and Gen X Dad is on his knees ready to accept the Rams back into okay. his life. Okay, you know what? <laughs> and I was like, It's what? okay, sweetie, sweetie. It's okay. You just sit over there on the bench. Thanks. Warm that bench for the Denver my, Broncos. I'm really good. And we'll go oh. over here. It's I'm okay. Le- I, already I, sp- I explained this to Gen Z Kid for the audience who doesn't know. We are a Bronco family. I, got, I, was, I was born, Jenick's mom and I were born in L.A., L.A. County. 
Um, so we grew up Rams fans, and we were loyal to Rams fans. Somewhere along the way, um, 1976-ish, I got hooked on uh, the Denver Broncos. I just did. The Orange Crush defense. I don't know. I, I, I found... I found a soft spot in my heart for the Broncos, and I stayed there. And I was loyal to them for every year. Well, also the Rams, because you grew up a Ram fan. Jack Youngblood, I mean, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, but in the end, like a girlfriend leaves you, they left me and moved to St. Louis. And his heart was broken. Jilted. Was broken. Horribly. And they didn't even care about him. They just left. And what's worse is that when your girlfriend There's leaves you... There's pretty much text messages to him and said, we're broke up. <laughs> this we're isn't going to work. <laughs> This isn't working for me. So um, they left. They left. Uh-oh. Hang on. No, it's okay when this happens. You know, Gen X Dad just has, you know, problems. Well, I'm not having Stand problems Stand by commercial break. Yeah. This is where we're going to throw in the ad. going to have to throw in the ad right here. What's our time frame at? Hold oh, on. and you typed know. the password in wrong? Oh, my goodness. Oh, look. I'm Gen X Dad and Gen Z Kid. <laughs> uh, commercial break. I got break. both mics. We'll be back in oh, two and two. It, that's two times wrong. As oh, Chuck Rollery says, we'll be back in two and two. Oh, you oh. changed it. Oh Come my on. goodness! I'm not gonna say the password on the on the podcast, but come on. Eeny, meeny. There you go. Whoa. There we go. We're back. Well, don't take it out. Come on. That was pretty okay, funny. Okay, so like saying. I was saying, the j- so the Rams leave me, the jilted girlfriend, and this is what happens, this is what really pisses you off. You've been a Rams fan for all that time. They leave you, and they win a Super Bowl. That's like your girlfriend leaving you after you've been her, you've been her boyfriend for years, and she marries a, a rich doctor and lives a lavish lifestyle. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is have the Rams leave and go, see? You were better off staying here. You were better off in L.A., but you left. You cheated on me. You went to St. Louis, so I was mad. Now I was really a Bronco fan, Mm -hmm. as were you, and Mom became a Bronco fan by marriage. And then when the Rams came home, yeah, welcome back. You welcome your ex-girlfriend back. Her marriage didn't work whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, you didn't welcome <laughs> back that, that happily. Yes, I did. No, oh, no, no I did. He, he was like wet, weeping on no, the floor. No, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't too sure yet. And they came back and they begged for forgiveness, which I forgave them. They showed me the big ring with all the diamonds that, they, that their, the ex-husband had given them in St. Louis. I, I acknowledged it but I set it aside. So the St. Louis fans and the Los Angeles fans are now even. So now we go forward. Yeah, but you know that everybody in St. Louis was pulling for the Bengals last night. (laughs) They they did not want... Yeah, they don't want the Rams to have an L.A. trophy. So in the end, I got roped into being a Rams fan. You weren't so, roped into it. Yes, I was. They came back, and I was like, so what's the, what's the history here? It's like having a new stepmom, and I was like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? I was so confused. I was like, you know, I'm not okay with this. Like I said, you can stay over on the yeah, Denver I'll stay right. so a Bronco it, fan because we're going to get Aaron Rodgers for a but year. But who, who did you root for yesterday? I rooted for the Rams because, okay, you know, well, I'm Apollo family. So, bandwagon friend. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm a subtle fan, you know? A subtle fan. A subtle fan. Just like how Gen X Dad is subtle Lakers fan, complete Brooklyn Nets fan. No, I am not. Okay, let's not go to basketball, but anyways. But I want to tell you something else. He comes up with that subtle fan thing. He comes up with the most unique, cool phrases that I'm totally stealing. I'm going to claim as my own. Mm -hmm. He did one the other day. I wonder where you learned those from. Don't think they're from you. Oh, they're not. <laughs> for me. We were playing chess the other day, and you know when you get check, you say check or checkmate. 
So he'll do, he comes up with his goofy sayings, but he had one yesterday that he fucking nailed it on. He, he made a move and he goes, pre-check. And I went, I looked around and I thought, is that even a term? What does pre-check mean? I'm looking, I don't see where he's got me in check or where he's even going to. And he, he straight faces me, pre-check. And I looked and I go, finally I said, okay, wh- what does that even mean? He goes, that means shortly you will be in check. I'm like, you stress me out over the word pre-check. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, well, you psyched you out right he there. Comes, it's he comes the up with games. The, yeah. Okay, so let's end this series. Congratulations to yep, the, to the LA Rams. Rams. Yep. It, and you know what? End to the Bengals. I think they did. It was a great game. Enjoyed it from beginning I did to too. the end. It was a great game. Good game. I'd rather have a close game where my team loses than a blowout where my team wins. I don't enjoy those games. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next on your list there, kid? Uh, or it's a completely different topic. You know, you'd say... You know, Jeopardy, uh, I'll take Trucker Convoy for 2000 please. <laughs> well, you guys go first, and I'll finish up. Trucker Convoy in Canada. I am not knowledgeable enough to talk on this topic. I keep saying that I'm going to do research on it, and then I never do. <laughs> It'll be over by the time you yeah. do any research. And mine's a little limited. I've been following, but I think... Uh, Gen X dad is a little more. I agree. Yeah, Gen X dad, this. we're just going to like chime in. We're going to let you go. I'm actually going to go make a sandwich or something. So, in other like words, you. when I'm done talking, one of you is going to go, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well. no, like <laughs> while you're talking, I'm just going to, mm-hmm, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the trucker convoys, everybody already knows, is a big thing in Canada where the truckers are uh, fighting against the anti mandate, the, the mandate. They want, they do not like the mandate. The mandate is a bad thing. They're fighting against it peacefully. And they've taken all their big rig trucks and gone into the Capitol and clogged up the Capitol and the bridges coming in and out. And they're making a statement that, that they're not anti-vax. No, we already know that. They're not anti-vax people. And I know a lot of our fans are truckers, and we appreciate you. We so. have so many truckers yeah. that and follow the people, us. The people who yeah. listen to our podcast are truckers because, you know, they, yeah. they got a long ways to go. I'm, I yeah. need to be and a little more educated on this, but I support them for what they are doing because they're doing it peacefully. Yeah. They're doing it loudly, and they're making a stand. They And the whole thing is, is that they... They did interviews with all these truckers parked there. 90% of them are vaccinated. They're walking around going, we're not telling you, you, you don't have to have the, the vac. We're not anti-vax. You just can't force us to do it. What you're doing is wrong. So I, in, in typical liberal fashion, these liberal fucking TV shows are pointing the camera going, look at these insurrectionists, these terrorists. These are the words they said. I recorded it. I've got it. They said, look at these terrorists. And the camera pans over. At that moment, there was three girls volleyball, volleyball back I to each other. That. I went, wow. You know what? I'm so, <laughs> so tired. Violent. You guys are the worst terrorists ever. I'm so tired of hearing the word insurrection. I think that was the word of 2021, insurrection. <laughs> we should have just done that for the word of the year. So we need to move on to a whole new thing. What was the word of the year? Insurrection. <laughs> insurrection. For well, last year. Okay, you then, know, then I, know what the word for, I know what the word for the 2017 was. When Trump's first year in office, the, f- mm. the, the, the word of that year? Uh, Russia. Collusion. 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 Okay. No. Every news, every single day on the news, unprecedented. What we're oh. seeing here is unprecedented actions, unprecedented comments, unprecedented behaviors. Like, oh okay. my God, fucking shut so, up with the unprecedented. So if they called girls playing volleyball an insurrection... <laughs> Man, yeah. Gen X talk should be like I, a revolution. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I mean, they're it's, really trying to stretch that's that That's what word. they said. They said, mm-hmm. look at this. It makes them sound smart. It does. Look at these terrorists, this insurrection. They could have panned over to anything else, and it would have at least made more sense. But they pan over, and there's three girls 
bobbing a volleyball back and forth with each yeah, other. Yeah, and I saw some of the pictures of the truckers sitting in their cabs going, yeah, we're just hanging out here for a few days. It I'm looked like, like a tailgating party to me. Everybody's barbecuing. And they're ha- now, oh, what them. pissed me off was GoFundMe. <gasps> Remember that? I, yeah, you told me that story. GoFundMe. That's not right. Somebody put a GoFundMe page up. I think it, I got to millions. I think it was close to $10 million. And the geniuses at GoFundMe said, no, truckers can't have the money. All those people said, uh, fuck you. That's our money. We're donating it to the truckers. You provide the service. Go do it. And they're like, no, we're, we're not doing it. We're going to give the first. They said they're going to give the money to charities. For what? That's not their money to give away. Ah, but that's what they said. And the lawsuits were piling Good up. Good for them. They're like, okay, just so we're suing you. You took our money and gave it to someplace else. They retracted that immediately and said, okay, okay, okay. Uh, never mind. Um, here at GoFundMe, um, we, we realize we can't do that. That's wrong. That's illegal. Um, we're, but we can't refund it. We don't know who gave us each amount and where it came from. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't we live with technology? I um, almost slid off the side of the We practically know fu- where all know. the things happen. What? What? You know I what I would have said? What was so our glitch in know, the system? So if you don't know who sent and how much, just give it. I know where it's going. <laughs> you know where it's going. <laughs> that's, that's the right. only thing if you know you guys where it's going. That's perfect. Yeah. If you don't, if you guys aren't smart enough to know how it goes backwards to who it came from, then you just got to keep it going forward. You know one and, person. Uh, you know where it's going. When we were talking a couple minutes ago, when we were talking about how a lot of our fans are truckers. Yeah, you, know, you guys missed my reference. I was like, you know, they got a long way to go and a short, short time, time to, to get, get there. there. Oh, I did no miss one, that. No <laughs> one got that. Maybe oh, someone sure in, the, in the audience, maybe someone in the audience picked that up. They wouldn't have known you know that. From okay, well, that's going to, never mind. Let's good. just keep going. I'm sorry. I missed your reference. Oh, do I you apologize. need your participation yeah. trophy? Ooh. For what? Making exactly. a joke? Exactly. For Making what? A joke? Do I get a ribbon every time I make a joke? No. no because I you had to bring it up. You're bringing up. You're like, at the end of it, you're like, hello, I did make a point there and no one notices. It goes... Hey. Right over your head. <laughs> hey, sweetie, here's your gold star. There, good Thank joke. You. Sorry, we missed your joke. Good joke. Yeah, that's your joke. That's like not your joke. But okay, like so it is a your generation joke, and it went over both of your guys' heads. Probably went over a ton of followers' heads. Oh like, right. What is wrong with you guys? You gotta uh, say K- your Kermit Gen X. the Frog here, and I'd like to tell you to shut the fuck up, me. Okay, Gen X dad, why don't you wrap up uh, the, the trucker, trucker the, convoy? Well, the last thing was was that um, the GoFundMe. Um, pretended they didn't know where the money came from and i thought what i almost slid off the road going what do you think you have just a couple of girls in the back office writing these things down in pencil as fast as they can and it's all very confusing with hundreds of pieces of paper floating around your they office they were using shorthand <laughs> there we go. yeah well it's on there you guys know where it came from quit fucking around and so they ended up having to give the money back because they didn't have the balls to put pay it forward now my personal opinion yes i realize that uh, the trucking clog up up there is messing with us a little bit. It does create some uh, pushback. We don't get all of our products. It does clog things up, we, and prices do rise a little bit. If that's the case, if I am inconvenienced a little bit, if my prices are going up a little bit, if that's true, fine. I will suffer a little bit, and I will pay a little bit in my support to them, I promise. You know what? Gen Xers are fine to be inconvenienced. We... we are kind of used to that, that's okay. We've been through the gas wars. We've been through things where we can, you know, make some sacrifices. This generation, sorry, but this generation is in the, and the, and the, generation before is in the what's right now they're yeah. in the right now they well, don't know what it's like to be a little patient not a lot of us have jobs you know money is important you know not i know you guys just shouldn't like, even have an opinion right now yeah. this doesn't inconvenience like, you guys at all 
Anyways, well, some of they, them. You guys also went through the Burger Wars. Very important. And that was tough. <laughs> hey, that was really tough. <laughs> that was a um, whole different that's thing. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> All right, so now let's go onto, move on. On to talking point numero tres. No accent needed. Um, about our upcoming podcast. Oh, yeah, just real quick. You guys, have, uh, we, we talked about it in a couple live streams. You guys have questioned on it. Um, we've, we've touched on it once. There is uh, Gen X Mom. Um, survived and beat leukemia years ago. And it isn't just another cancer story. It's not. I've watched a lot of documentaries, a lot of short stories on that. I've heard a lot of testimonials, and they're all very powerful and very moving. Um, the, this one is going to hit everybody different. Gen X Mom does not normally want to talk about this. This isn't a topic that you can even ask her about. She very politely declines. Just recently, she has agreed to sit down on a podcast and go through detail by detail as much as we can remember. Th remember, this is something that, that we used to give speeches on afterwards. There was two drastically huge miracles that occurred during this time. One of them led her surgeon, uh, a, a surgeon of many years and thousands and thousands of surgeries, it led this man to fall on his knees in a hallway in front of me and other people in our family, it wasn't just me there, crying that he had witnessed a miracle he had never seen before. That's one, that's part of the story. The other one is there was a miracle that happened with her oncologist that he says he has heard of this miracle, he has never seen it, no one he knows has ever seen this miracle. It was a medical miracle and still to this day it is, it is, it is a change in her body that is still present, that is still changed and not gone back to the way it was something that you just never never see in fact as soon as she recovered they asked her can we do some poking and prodding in your body to your blood let's try to find out how this happened and maybe we can trigger it in other people that'll shut this off that'll shut this cancer down i mean this is a real miracle there's two real bona fide medical journal type miracles that happened and um, she's going to, at some point, she'd like to sit down quietly and go through this. I don't, I don't think Gen Z Kid will be part of that podcast. I want to just go through it with mom and let her do most of the speaking. But that one's coming. You guys are asking about it all the time. I promise you we'll get to it. So, so can I say a couple things yeah, about it? go right ahead. It's been um, seven years since my last chemo. And prior to that, I, I fought for two years with leukemia. My feeling at this moment in time, it's been a while since I've spoken to it about it, that um, I know some of our fans, our followers are going through chemo or have cancer yeah. and need some little hope in their lives. So I'm hoping that with sharing my story and talking about it, that this will give you some hope, um, some prayers, some wonderful news that just because you get that C word of cancer, that it's not always a death, se yeah. death sentence. There's many of us that are still walking on this earth that have fought and won. And if you're out there struggling with this and going through chemo, keep pushing, keep fighting, and keep on moving. And I'm going to share my story with you. And it's going to be really rocky and it's going to be really hard. But I'm hoping to give a positive light to this cancer yep. story. And and let me say one thing else that, that makes this makes a whole difference. And this is how when I used to get up in front of people and tell this story, I would start with one phrase. And I want you guys to listen to this phrase right now, because this will set the tone for that entire podcast that's coming. When you learn of someone 
who gets cancer, everyone you know in that family, in that friendship, gets cancer. Absolutely. Now, now I'm not saying that, that everyone goes through it as much as the cancer victim. No, 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 no. Is that what I'm saying? But believe me when I tell you, once Gen X mom got cancer, we all got cancer. We all became affected terribly and horribly and to different degrees. And you remember that because if you know someone who has cancer, you get it a little bit too, depending on how close you are to that person. It affects everybody. So, and the last uh, surprise of that, of that podcast will be, um, you guys have all heard her joke and talk about Dr. McDreamy, um, her high school crush, who she still is in contact with. We were all very good friends all the way through grade school and junior high. And, and, and her and this doctor, who's a real doctor, he's one of the best fucking doctors in the country. Can you believe we've almost known him 50 years? 50 years, yeah. <laughs> he's and a real doctor, I swear. He's got a little he's paper a real, that says so. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. And um, this, this doctor, this friend of ours, has offered to be on the podcast to share his perspective on him trying to help save her life from 900 miles away over a telephone in an emergency room when when Gen X mom coded and she flatlined and there was no hope left and he was one of the people extremely instrumental in, in bringing her back from that distance. Yes, true story. And that's coming. That's a podcast that's coming up. Um, now on to talking point number four. Uh, you know, this is so professional, but I don't remember any other podcast I've listened to having them list their criteria. <laughs> That's <all right>. Well, <laughs> I started talking about talking points yeah. at number three. So, <laughs> all right, well, continue let's on go. with well, your talking four points. Four <laughs> is uh, one that I'm scared that mom is here for because she might go off, but Gen Z kid with school. Oh, yeah. Let me set I the premise. I could have just like, skipped over this if I <laughs> yeah, I'm to. glad you didn't. Let me set the stage for you guys. Um, Gen Z kid is, is one of our best children, and I love him to death. But he Whoa. is a teenager, and he is kind of an wait, asshole. Wait, wait, what did you just yeah, say? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we recorded this. What? I'm scared that he's the editor because he's going to edit this out. Edit what out? Say what? Say it again. I said Gen Z kid's a pretty good kid, but he's an asshole. No, oh, no, no, that's no, not no, what you said. That's what I said. Okay. Uh, well, so, we heard it. It's anyway, okay. so what happens is, is he's a typical teenage boy, and he's fucking up his grades and his schoolwork. And what you guys don't know is that uh, Gen X mom don't play. Family comes first, and she will shut him down from Gen X talks. She will cut him off from everything he's doing. So... We'll let Gen X mom tell the story on how she found out what was going on, what actions she took, and how, how deep she dug into it to get him to turn this around. So I know a lot of moms out there and dads, um, you know, you have kids going back to school and doing grades. And high school, I think, gets a little more difficult these days because there's not a whole lot of parent-child school interaction during that time. So you you have to kind of watch from far away. Well, um, you know, progress reports come home and stuff like that. And, and I noticed grades have been dropping. And this isn't like a significant drop. This was just something that has been slowly happening. Um, you know, I could blame COVID. I can blame him being home. I can blame him. Well, you don't have to blame him. He, he used every excuse. It was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was anyways, substitute teachers. I know. And then at the very end, I was just like, yeah, it's me. I was like, I'm yeah. just Okay, so it came to my attention that his grades were falling. So I went online and figured out how the teachers 
do their grading and how he turns in his assignments. And so back in our day, we did the paper at home or the homework at home. We turned it in the next day. Now there's kind of a mix nowadays. So it's very hard to juggle this. And I'm sure a lot of parents out there can relate. So anyways, I found out that his grades had dropped below C's possibly an F in one of the classes. I can't even remember. It's been... I think it was one F, two Ds, and the rest... How was his schoolwork and homework? Oh, he was not turning in paperwork, missing... uh, There were so many missing assignments, and and he just wasn't doing it. He was choosing not to do it. So I jumped in. I started emailing teachers. To his dismay got in really good with his teachers. <laughs> I mean, when I'd email them, they'd get back within, ooh, a half hour. Very so good teacher response. My English yes. teacher calls her Mama Bear. Mama, Mama Bear, Bear, that's like, right. You don't want Mama Bear to be mad. I'm like, please stop <laughs> saying it like that. <laughs> so anyways, he wasn't happy with me. We got in a few arguments, but um, after, I think we're on week three of me barking down his his neck and checking his grades every single day and having a list of missing assignments waiting for him when he came home from school every day. My favorite part was when he'd come home with the bullshit and you'd listen quietly and not say a word, email the teacher all the shit he just said. Oh, yeah. And the teacher would email you back and go, okay, he's fucking lying here, 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 and here. So, so the next day, you like, try that again. <laughs> okay, so, week, so about week one, about the first half of week one, I was still like BSing, you know, like trying to see if I could just calm the situation down and slow slow through it. And then after that, I'll be, okay, she's serious. Let yep. me just, I'm a good student. I can get all this done. You can. So, so Wait, wait, wait. You missed I, over the best part. Yeah, you, I'm going there. Go ahead. Well, so I was, go ahead. So then week one, I was I got a ton of stuff in. My grades were good. I'm not being at, BSing with her anymore. I'm like, look, this is what happened. And then week two, I started, it, it started being like, you have this, this, and this. And I was like, I already did those. Like At that point, I was already taking control of it. Like, okay, you can get off my back, but I know she's going to stay on my back. Because they were still reported as not turned in. I know, I know. So here's the bomb that dropped. Are you ready, moms? Yeah. Dads out there? We're ready. I received a phone call from his algebra teacher. Oh, and this is like week four or five. Yeah. Saying (laughs) that since the quarter started, like right after Christmas... Not one assignment was turned in. Now, please note, I had one other incident where a teacher called me. I sat him down. I said, okay. I said, You but sat the I, teacher down? No, I sat Gen Z kid down. I said, okay, if I receive one more phone call from a teacher, do you know how that makes me feel? That makes me feel like a pretty shitty parent. If I get yeah. one more phone call from a teacher, all hell is going to break loose like you've never seen before. And here it came. The algebra teacher called me. So what did I do when I got that phone call? Oh, <laughs> Gen Z kid was at school. Yep. Huh. So what do I do? To take out my anger, since he wasn't here. I don't know. Good parenting, we'll call it. Okay, let's call it good parenting. <laughs> I went upstairs to his room and removed everything electronic that I can find. I no removed wiring. the cords. No wiring, no cords, no I took nothing. the cords from his television. I took the cords from his computer. I took every handheld game under his bed, on his bookcase, in his in his desk drawers. Everything. I cleaned everything. Went into the game room, removed it all, 
hit it, which till this day you know, he has still, no way. She just goes in there. She doesn't know how to disconnect stuff. Mm-hmm. She just rips all the power cords out. Now you're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm not taking and the once TV it was off all the wall. Gone, I got home and I was just like, oh, I shouldn't go looking for it anyway. <laughs> no. I was like, I'll just wait. You knew yeah. something was wrong, but you didn't know what. Wait, now. why do I have to do the heavy lifting of taking the TV <laughs> and the computer out? Why I would know, I do just that? Took the cords. You know, yeah. it was funny. Was that what did he? What did Gen Z kid just get done saying? All right, so the first, week one, week one, I was by week two, I was getting it under control. I was taking it myself, and even though I knew Gen X mom was going to be mad, I was handling my business at week two and three. And then you just said at week four and five, the teacher called and said he hasn't turned in anything. Absolutely. So even what he's telling the audience right here, he's full of shit. <gasps> Bullshit. <laughs> That's what I call it. I think you don't bullshit a Gen Xer. No, you don't. And especially a Gen X mom. No. So he has been working and earning those things back. I took everything away. Yes. And things are improving immensely. Grades have come up. We have one more class that needs to get up. And I think he's going to do it. But that doesn't mean he's going to get everything back at one time. He hasn't. There's been a ton of stuff. Those things are all going to be earned. Those are not things that he has to have to survive in this world. One of the things that always made Gen X mom and I angry, we hated this about other parents, is they'd say, oh, I'm really mad at my daughter. I took her cell phone away. And they'd give it back the next day. Every, every, almost every parent we knew would talk tough and then, oh, just give them their stuff back the next day. The, the punishments were loud and in your face like a politician on TV. Arr! And then the next day, everything goes back to normal. And we used to laugh at them and make fun of them about that shit. Now, I get why, you, why some of you parents out there do it because it's easy. It's simple to make a big yelling, screaming fit. But you're and not making your a point. Up. No, you're not. You make yes, you are. You're making the point that if the kid just waits a minute, you'll get all their stuff back. That you're not serious. That's the point they make when instant parents do instant gratification. That. Yeah. So what happens uh, in our family is completely different. She has taken all these things away and only given things back a little bit at a time. Um, and I mean very little. She, I think she took 75 things away. He's gotten one back, maybe one. That's it. So she's sticking to it. But here's the here's part she left out, which I thought was funny. I don't know why she left this out. Maybe it wasn't intentional. But the look on Gen Z's kid's face at one particular time in this was absolutely fucking amazing. She, uh, she looked at him and said, if, if I can't stay on top of you and get... This, these grades up, this homework done, this classwork done, I am going to go to the school and I'm going to get a visitor's pass and I'm going to sit in the classroom with you and I'm going to watch every class and make sure you're behaving and make sure you're doing your work. And I remember Gen Z kid, the first thing he did is he had a smirk on his face and he looked at me with a smirk on his face like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I said, uh, she's done that. Your oldest brother went to high school and did the same thing you're doing, and mom went down, and she sat in his classroom with him. Man, the look on his face when he looked back at her like, holy shit, please don't do that to me. Yeah, that, was, that would suck. <laughs> that but was, unlike my oldest brother, I can actually scrounge things up together and get my grades back up because I understand the material. I'm just lazy and don't want to do the work. Right, so all she's teaching so, you is to discipline yourself to go down that road. And yeah. to Gen X mom's credit, Everything is moving in a good direction and things are coming back. She is not letting up. She is staying on him. And I'll tell you another running joke in our family. Sometimes she has to, has to stay on these kids the last two years of high school. And when they graduate, she grabs the diploma 
and goes, this is half mine. <laughs> she tells the yeah, kids. Yeah, that's not going to happen to me because <laughs> goes, I've gone through my first two years of high school and most of my third year just telling all you, by myself. I'm just she, telling you how she, she reacts. three weeks of school. I'm okay, just telling How do you know she's not going to stay on you all the way through your senior year? So what if she's staying on me? I'm still doing it all by myself. Telling just you. Because just because I have a supervisor doesn't mean it's... You guys, all of you and your brothers and sisters so, are lucky that mom doesn't so do take your diploma the moment she gets it and write her name under yours. So do I give part <laughs> of my diploma to all my teachers because they taught me Not the job. Not their job. It's just, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's her job to make sure I do good in school. Hey, well, I'm just telling you, guys, you and your brothers so and sisters doing, she's just doing are her job too. very lucky she doesn't write her name in the diploma next year because that's how she feels. She won't even be able to make that joke because all of senior year I'll be fine. Okay. And then the other one, she the other uh, the other joke she made with one of our one of our daughters was she goes she looked at her and goes, I drug you across the finish line by your hair, kicking and screaming. You didn't want to go to school. You didn't want to do your work. Your entire diploma is mine. <laughs> that's, uh, she's got some good points on that, I tell you. Anyways, it's time for us to it's time for us to plug some merchandise and oh, stuff. Is this where you're gonna put your commercial? Jesus Christ. Well, no, I thought the commercial was Oh, yeah, okay. So, no, go ahead and tell well, them your life story. So, yeah. yeah. So, first, I was born a small black child in a... <laughs> and for those of you who are going to complain about that, that's a reference to Steve Martin in the movie The Jerk, which I can't believe you remember that. That's brilliant. Good job. Oh, but you remember that, but not... Ah, uh, crap. Can't remember the Can't remember movie. your joke. You can't remember your no, own joke. it was the truckers thing. Small, <laughs> That's long way to go, small time to get there. Short time to get short there. Short time, not Because I was, it's not that I don't get it. I can't it. remember the name of the movie. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. It's not that I don't get the joke. I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen, <laughs> ever. Anyways. All right, so go ahead, um, plug your merchandise. Jennings' dad spent hours, blood, sweat, and tears trying to figure out uh, a typewriter the other day uh, because he's ancient and doesn't know technology up to a rock. Uh GenXTalks.com slash calendar is our new calendar that yep. we just made. It has a, it's, like he would say, it's more like a... a um, it looks like a concert venue. Like yeah. a concert venue. You know, it has a list of things that we're doing. Pretty simple. Like uh, when we're doing our big show live streams. Yep. When we are doing meet and greet stuff. Yep. Like when's the next one, Genix Dad? It is a week from today. We will be at Tommy's. And oh, yeah, yeah, a week from today, we'll be at Tommy's on San Fernando Road in Burbank. Just going to grab some chili dogs and chili burgers, be there for an hour. We'll bring some merchandise with us. If anybody shows up, yeah. cool. If nobody shows up, well, we'll get a lunch and walk Heck away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like Moneyball. I point at you and you say things, okay? You want me to say something? Yeah. When you point at me? Yeah, when you point. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So then uh, <laughs> another thing, we also have a Patreon. It's called? Patreon. <laughs> No, what are we on Patreon? Gen X Talks. GenXTalks.com slash Patreon. Yeah. It's, I know you have to pay. It's only a dollar. It's only a dollar, guys. Come on, you can spare a dollar. That, that homeless guy on the corner, he, I don't know. You can give him the dollar. Well, I, I would not have told people to take a homeless guy's dollar and give it to us. No, I wow. said to give your dollar to the homeless guy. No, you didn't. That's not what you said. You stepped on your dick with that when one. When words fumble, <laughs> I tumble, <You> okay? <laughs> Uh, uh, we also Patreon is only a dollar, but it's behind-the-scenes stuff. It's all the stuff the kid posts that we don't want everybody to really see. But he's building a little bit of a fan base on Patreon for it's a buck. And it's 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 stories that you don't see on Instagram or Facebook. It's behind-the-scenes videos and, and things that are coming. February is a real strong month for that. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming yeah. up. So. If you see um, on there the World Ag Expo I went to, yep. there's a ton more pictures there and a little story about my What's time What's that there? stupid thing you posted this morning that mom did for me? 
Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, your Valentine's Day like Grease <laughs> song where oh, she yeah. put her in your face on the characters. God, that was dumb. <laughs> um, that's on there. That's on Patreon. Yeah, another thing, Patreon. It's it's there for you guys to learn more personal stuff about us. So yeah, if you're interested, Cameo is another one, right? I was gonna say that. Remember, I point at you and then you talk. Oh yeah, sorry about that. So Cameo. Cameo is a personalized video platform, mainly for celebrities, but we snuck in um, un- unannounced and uninvited. But uh, on Cameo, you pay $39. I know, I know, I know, $39. Oh, gosh, guys, it's a lot. But it's a personalized video from us where we do anything, and we put a lot of effort into it. We could just read your script that you give us and say, Happy birthday, John. But no, we add a little bit of banter. I slap him around a little bit. He slaps me around, and then... I we all say happy birthday and say you're old, so. Uh, oh, you want me to? You pointed at me. Yes, I pointed at you. You want me to talk now? Yeah, no, we just had a little bit of dead air. Okay, so you can point at me and I talk. Okay, uh, if you ever slap me around in a cameo, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And that would be a great cameo, well worth thirty nine dollars. We did get rejected from cameo. He got, he applied and got rejected, and his uh, manager got him in the next day with a phone call so he we are on cameo we are not a celebrity we are the bottom of the barrel if you can't afford six hundred dollars for will smith to do a happy birthday or to break up with your significant other or to quit your job and consider gen x talks you know it's just a few bucks worth the bottom of the barrel also on cameo if you buy the 24-hour delivery (laughs) we will personally (laughs) make it as best as we can in 24 hours we'll be that's so though. hard to do. We'll be mad at you though, because sometimes people order it. Like, sometimes he'll the kid will come up and go, "Hey, we got a twenty four hour cameo," and I'll say, oh, "Okay, how long do we got?" And he'll go, "It says we got look here. Uh, oh, we got half an hour." Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's kind of it's kind of dumb because sometimes you'll order it while I'm at school. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know what? Can I just do it at school? Knock like, that thing out. But then I realize it's not the quality that I want to give. Oh, I do want to give you a little prop here while we're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked phone. really hard on your uh, YouTube channel, and it just recently crossed 200,000 subscribers. That so, uh, very rare, very hard to do. 100,000 plaque. They, yeah, uh, for the audience, uh, YouTube does present to people a 100,000 subscriber plaque. It is a silver YouTube play button with, uh, on a plaque with a little bit of wording on there, but we found out it's at their discretion. They don't have to give you one. They can only yeah. do it if they feel like it, if they enjoy your channel, if they think you're worth it. Well, the kid may be, but I promise you my big mouth is setting off alarms and algorithms on YouTube every day, so I promise you he won't get that plaque, but it's just because of me. And that's why I tell them I'm Gen X Talk, so they're more <laughs> willing to give it to me. And that hasn't worked just yet. No, not yet. But uh, anyway, uh, I know we had a big old plug fest at the very yeah, end there. We hoard ourselves out for your merchandise. Well, you did. Your cameo. I'm just doing my job. Your page. Oh, it's your, 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 just your job, but when I do it, I'm whoring myself out. Yeah. Okay, well, then I should get paid for that. No. Whores get paid. Not I get paid. Kind. Well, that's bullshit. All right, so what we're going to do is in about uh, 90 seconds, Gen X Mom's going to get behind the microphone again. We're all going to say goodbye, and we'll call it a day. So here she comes in all of her splendor and glory. Make sure you're close. There you go. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, good podcast. It was a really solid one. That was one of our best ones. Okay, well, I got to say bye, too. I know I'm the one who started it. 
but I'm not the one who ends it. That, I leave up to Highway Down. <laughs> the bumper music at the beginning and the end is from our friends at Highway Down. Their CDs are available on the website. They are not available to download anywhere. So if you want to hear from Highway Down, you're going to have to own that's right, a CD player. What's a CD? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so anyway, the music should be coming up by now. I just wanted to say thanks for stopping by. We had a big podcast here. Uh, Mom was super involved. We appreciate any time she can, uh, she can right, So the bumper music should be coming up right now. The music, again, is Highway Down, front and back. If you want to hear their stuff, uh, you gotta you got to buy the CD off the kids' website. So I want to say thanks for everybody for showing up. It was really good to talk to you guys again. It's been a while. Thanks for Mom for poking her beak in here and having a few words to say it's always a better podcast when she's involved and it always shuts gen z kid up you notice how little he talked this time our ratings should go through the goddamn roof i tell you children should be seen and not heard anyway that's it that's gen x dad signing off and we'll catch all of you guys on the flip side